Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, more arena talk down at City Hall today, or I guess event center talk is how we're supposed to refer to this. Still a lot of questions, and these are pretty fundamental questions about what kind of a cost all of this entails, and and more to the point, what kind of a cost-sharing arrangement or a funding arrangement is going to be proposed involving the city and the Calgary Flames. That's obviously where things got hung up last time, and I mean, it's entirely possible that's where they could get hung up again this time. But if the city and the Flames are on the same page, then something considerable has changed, and be good to know what, what that is. In the meantime, though, uh, City Hall discussing a report today, an Ernst & Young report, on the economic impact assessment of the Rivers District revitalization in Calgary. So, not strictly speaking, a report saying what's the economic impact of building a new arena. But what is the economic impact of the Rivers District Revitalization Plan? That would include an event center and a surrounding district. That includes the BMO Center uh, overhaul and, and perhaps more. Uh, joining us uh, for the latest is Aurelio Perry, Global News reporters down at City Hall today covering all of this. Aurelio, welcome to the program. Good afternoon, Rob. All right. So um, tell us a bit more then about you know the background to this report and what it was looking at. So basically, this report is looking at the entire district. Um, so council has come up and approved the Rivers District, which is basically, you know, an area north of the Stampede up to, you know, about 10th Avenue to the connection with East Village and then going towards the bus barns, that type of thing. And so as part of this Rivers District, uh, there's three main projects uh, and one of them's further out, I guess you could say, because this includes art, it looks at arts commons, the expansion of that, the expansion of the BMO center and construction of an events center. So they took a look at, uh, the impacts of that for an economic impact for that. So they talk about the, you know, the jobs that would be created in the construction and then, uh, during the operation of the facilities. Uh, economic benefits to that. And the report's authors from Ernst Ernst & Young were very careful to say this was really very conservative. Uh, Estimates or gross values, um, they didn't distinguish between public and private funding, merely the economic impact when capital investments made. Excuse me. One of one of the things they say is that you know I believe they have a 1.7 billion dollar economic impact, but they didn't go as far as saying, um, you know, because you build this, then tourism dollars will be X. They didn't add those types of things, so they're saying they're being very conservative with that. Uh, they didn't make any recommendations saying, hey, you guys should jump on this right away. Part of the other interesting thing about the report is they went and did a study on uh, Edmonton, the Ice District, uh, the Arena District in Columbus, uh, Nashville, what they have there, and uh, a proposal in uh, a place in Denver called Union Station, and talked about what took what occurred in all those places when developments took place. 
did it create uh, private sector investment by doing some of the in- developments first, and then did the private investments follow? So they did a study on that. Okay, so... Um yeah, and, and I mean, there, there would obviously be some parallels, and I think it speaks to what is envisioned for Victoria Park, what you see in those other cities. Um, I, I guess there's the challenge, too, though, of, you know, the vacancies in the downtown. Does this report or what we've heard so far shed any more light on what kind of development we would we would see around an event center? No, they didn't go too far into that. They They talk about what happened in Edmonton that you had, you know, Edmonton had the residential retail and office spaces they talked about nashville hyatt came in and built a 591 room grand hyatt hotel uh denver because of the success of this union station uh there's now plans to redevelop market street station for another 200 million dollars um they say overall the development in denver led to 25 new projects which has generated two billion in private investments um, I think what you're looking at, because if you're going to expand the convention center and go after what's called these tier one conventions, these uh, the huge ones that Calgary has no hope of uh, uh, attracting because of the space they have currently, uh, you're looking at probably some hotels. Uh, could there be like hotels with residential components to them that you see in Vancouver where, you know, maybe the Maybe it's a 30-story hotel and uh, the top six or seven floors are condos, right? That type of thing is going in. And they say that, you know, the evidence is there. Michael Brown with CMLC said, you've got right now in in Vic Park a lot of a sea of parking lots. So he basically told committee, you know, he believes that will happen for sure, that and private investors will come in there and follow the same path as like East Village. Now, it sounds like to me, maybe this is kind of softening people uh, for what's to come. If, if, you know, we can talk about the impacts of all of this and we can put some numbers on the economic impact, uh, it sort of softens the blow then of city council coming back and saying, you know, this is a $600 million project or something like that. Yeah, because they mentioned the arena, the way it's stated right now, is about $600 million. But that's still not going and asking the Flames for their involvement in this yet. So that that hasn't occurred. I mean, the Flames are being aware of what's been going on here as what the city's looking at. And, you know, there's been a, a real... A differentiation of, you know, previously it was an arena plunked down. Now you're looking at, quote, the event center. So you're looking at a place that will have public space outside of it that you'll have festivals on an ongoing basis occurring there. Uh, you'll have a place where Ward Sutherland says, you know, there's a real growth in that e-sports and e-entertainment that could take place in this building. So it's more than just uh, using it for hockey uh, uh, 45 to 50 nights a year. But there is still going to be the matter of, you know, figuring out how this is uh, going to be shared, if indeed the Flames are going to contribute to this, uh, what becomes of the Saddle Dome, who controls this new arena, you know, a non-hockey nights. And I guess we're, we're still waiting for clarity on a lot of those points. Yeah, that's that is still down the road. Those, you know, those are the real sticking points. I mean, the last negotiations, um, some members of the city council 
we're trying to get the flames, hey, you got to pay property taxes, you got to do this. Uh, whereas the flames wanted to use uh, uh, the CRL, a community mm-hmm. revitalization levy, as part of the way to fund some of the revenues. But uh, that CRL, it looks like, is only going towards, at least the province's part, is going towards the BMO Centre. That was announced, uh, the extension of that. But, you know, do you create the revenue, I guess, that arena? Do you get some developments that can pay back some of the money used from the CRL for the BMO? Because maybe that, that hotel behind the arena is there because of the arena. Right. Uh, so do we so know where we're, yeah. we're still? Yeah, like we're still a long ways away. Um, what's the next step is the city council on Monday is taking a look at four major the four major projects: the BMO, Arts Commons, Event Center, and also the um, Fieldhouse, the long forgotten Fieldhouse, mm-hmm. which you know for years and years has been at the top of the list for the unfunded priorities and uh, ray jones made a point this morning hey what about the field house it seems like it's being forgotten in all this so council on monday will be discussing all these projects and what you could get is from all this you could get i think a push that hey let's go with bmo and event center first and then once we start to get some money from those things let's bring in the arts commons factor and build that as well because they all say yes we need that we need to build this whole uh, you know cultural center and that's one of the also some of the criticism of the report from uh, Jody Gondek saying you're just looking at economics I want to see a social analysis of this a cultural analysis of this report as well interesting uh, and, and just to be clear so I mean you know BMO Center a new arena arts commons that's all basically in in the same area but nobody's proposing necessarily a field house there specifically it's just no. to to include that in the conversation a field house could be well pretty much anywhere in town yeah the field house you know basically the city is still I think the city is still sticking with the plan the field house goes up by where foothill Stadium is right that will be your location for Fieldhouse. You know, why, I guess, obviously with the economy, because your Fieldhouse, that'd be the perfect thing to build, you know, if there's I could be a deal with the university where the university owns McMahon Stadium. If you develop a, a football stadium slash Fieldhouse, the way the Flames want it in Calgary next, if you do that up there, uh, surely there could be some land swap with the university, uh somehow where well the university owns mcmahon maybe they can do something up there who knows but you would think some of that is going on as well but uh, a lot of the times when you hear all the discussions about rivers district and all these projects um the field house uh, seems to be the forgotten one yeah so it seems really interesting developments today we'll see what uh, transpires on monday appreciate the update thanks for making some time for us here you're welcome. All right, that's Global News reporter Aurelio Perry uh, covering this uh, meeting today at City Hall. So talking about the economic impact, potentially, of proceeding with all of this development. So maybe it is about sort of laying the groundwork to say, oh, if we do it, look at all of these economic impacts. It's almost like this all pays for itself. Is that wishful thinking? I mean, in the meantime, you got to find ways of paying for all of this. And when it comes to the arena, it seems pretty reasonable. Given that the Flames would play in it, the Flames would likely operate it. 
that you back of that conversation. Well, how much do they contribute? How much does the city contribute? How do you, you split that? How do you break that down? What kind of interest do the flames get in any of the development that goes around this, this new arena? And you know, what about the saddle dome? What, what happens with that? So still some big questions. 974-8255 is a number. Uh, a couple of uh, points to all of this as well. A uh, new survey out today uh, through Jack Lucas of the University of Calgary School of Public Policy finds that indeed Calgarians are divided on the question of whether the city should contribute municipal funds to a new NHL arena. 46% are in support, 50% oppose it, the rest not sure. To that end, the Canadian Taxpayers Federation is calling for a plebiscite on the matter. I mean, obviously, we just went through uh, a plebiscite and a divisive campaign around public spending on a different kind of sports-related project. Does that make sense here? Our number, 974-8255. And don't forget, we have the Friday free-for-all coming up after 3 o'clock. Joe McFarland's going to be here, an hour of your calls. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.